Hey there! Welcome to Imperfectly Pollyanna, a podcast where we have real and honest talk while finding the positive in the imperfections, whether in homeschool, faith, health, or overall life. I am your host, Courtney, a faith-filled homeschool mom of two, certified health coach, medical professional, and eternal optimist. Back in September, I was removed from Facebook without warning. Mind you, I am not a controversial person on social media. I enjoy posting about my kids, homeschooling, faith, and just encouraging people. I feel like the world is full of negativity. I don't need to add to it. Obviously, someone reported me somewhere, or I talked about something that offended the powers that be. What was upsetting the most is that I lost all of the memories of my kids from the time they were born to now. I wasn't just put in social media jail, my profile was completely gone, vanished, like I never even existed, even in groups I had been an admin of. Anything I had posted, any files, comments, whatever, was just gone. Being someone who began having significant memory loss about six to seven years ago, this was devastating to me. Sure, I have the pictures saved on my phone and computer, but the conversations and Significant moments with my kids are totally gone. It still makes me sick to think about at times, even though I have started a new profile and gotten back to posting about the same things I did before, except this time with more emphasis on Jesus. Why? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) There has been this stirring in my spirit over the past year or more that just won't go away, and I'm not mad about it. There's this line from season one of The Chosen that says, I was one way and now I am completely different. And the thing that happened in between was him. I can't really explain it, nor do I feel the need to, because frankly, it's between me and God. But I am so, so grateful for answered prayers and a change in my heart that I hope continues. I wake up thinking, I wonder what I will learn today in my Bible app. I find myself excited to learn more about him. You know, I grew up knowing and loving Jesus, but life happened and somewhere along the way, I got lost. Quite a few times, I might add. And I'm not proud of it. In fact, it makes me quite sad to think about how badly I screwed up. Yet, despite it all, I now know the meaning of hearing how people's lives turned around with just a moment. So while the fact that my profile with my memories are just dust in the wind, yep, like the song, there is some good. It has propelled me forward to being braver, putting myself out there, taking chances at being ignored or lost in the algorithm because frankly, I don't ever have really too much interaction on my social media posts whenever it comes to my podcast and well, that's okay. That's not to make this all look at me because gracious, it is anything but that. What it is about is the fact that at any moment, your life, your situation can change for better or for worse. Back in 1995, actually, let's go even further back than that. And I apologize now, or maybe not really for the emotions I will likely have telling you this story. Around 1986 or so, yes, I'm dating myself, I know. Whenever I was in first grade, I met this boy and his name was Brandon. He was so cute. Now, I know some of you listening are aware of him, whether you knew him as well, or you have heard me talk about him over the years. Anywho, we had been 
and diapers together, apparently, and in the church nursery. But obviously, I don't remember that. (laughs) So in first grade, I met Brandon and just fell head over heels for him. He was the cutest boy in the class, always fun to be around, made me laugh. And I mean, you just couldn't help but like him. Literally, everybody liked him. He became my very first boyfriend for whatever that means when you're six or seven years old. We even got married. Yes, which meant we held hands. A friend spoke some words to us as a ceremony, and we jumped in a big old pile of leaves together as a sign of our honeymoon. So cute, right? (laughs) Each special holiday or birthday, he never failed to get me a gift. Or, I mean, I guess technically at that age, his mom was actually getting me the gifts, but you know what I mean. When we got to middle school, he broke up with me and in turn broke my little preteen heart over the phone nonetheless. What happened after that was a friendship that continued to grow and he was my best friend all the way to high school. I never stopped loving him. I'm feeling emotional already just talking about it. We went to private school through eighth grade and then continued to a public high school together. He would pass me notes, calling me his ongoing nickname, which was car, and I called him truck. (laughs) We were always chatting about random things, telling me he hoped I was having a good day, picking on me, just being Brandon. I always thought I would end up marrying him. Come to find out years later, he had actually always thought the same thing. Even in the dating of other people, it always came back to our friendship. We went to youth group together, church camp. I went to see him play soccer and listen to his latest story of randomness. I remember many times he would talk me down over the phone when my teenage self was spiraling over drama with my parents or friends. He would even come pick me up and drive around or he'd give me a ride in his car to youth group. We laughed and joked all the time. July 2nd, 1995, we sat in the church pew during altar time. There was a large space between us in the pew and he mouthed that he missed me and wanted a hug. Now being 15 and the pastor's kid, I was not about to lean over and hug a boy during church. Oh my word. I smiled and I told him no. (laughs) We went back and forth about it until he finally decided to get up. I went looking for him outside of the sanctuary and I found him getting ready to leave church. We had chatted for a second and he asked again for a hug before I left. Joking around about how fast he'd been driving his car lately, the car that he absolutely loved. I told him no about the hug and as he walked out the door, he said, okay, see you later. Just a few days later on July 8th, I was in my kitchen at home when I felt this awful pressure in my chest and a heaviness come over my body. I had this awful feeling in my gut and Brandon came to mind. About that time, my dad came home and my mom met him in the garage. All I remember hearing was something about a phone call and I ran to my room. Somehow, I knew it was bad and I knew it had to do with Brandon. As I laid on my bed, my sisters were sitting with me and my parents came in to sit as well. I had my face buried in my bed and my dad said there was an accident. And it was in that moment that time stopped. All that I could hear was ringing in my ears. I, I don't know how long it lasted, but I never heard my dad say the words I already knew in my heart. Brandon was dead. I later found out the details, but it was a car accident. He wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Most of his injuries were internal and he was dead on scene, but the EMS unit transported and did what they could. On the way to the hospital, I was numb. 
I sat in the back seat two weeks from my 16th birthday and facing life without my best friend. In every moment where life was hard, I had always turned to him. So what was I supposed to do when that person was gone? I couldn't even formulate enough thoughts to feel any sort of way other than empty space and a still mind. While we were driving, I began to talk to God. I knew that Brandon knew about Jesus, but I needed reassurance he was okay and in heaven. So I asked God for a sign. Now, let me pause there and tell you that I know so many times I have asked for a sign as many others have. In fact, plenty of people go searching for signs from other people or they read into every single thing they come across. I think it's in our desperation to understand life. I don't think we should look for signs because I believe we can have the answers we seek when we are focused on the right thing. That being said, I also believe God gives us signs. I mean, he gave a rainbow as a promise, and there are several signs throughout the Bible that he gave to those he loved. When I asked him for a sign that my friend was okay, a little blackbird flew past our car. I saw it, but thought, surely that was not a sign. So I asked again, and another bird flew by. I told God that I didn't want to assume and read into anything. I told him that I wasn't sure if that was from him. And I asked if it was, then please send another. And a couple of birds flew by. Now, being the skeptic I am, but still optimistic, I told God, okay, I hate to ask again, but if that was you, God, can you do it again? And you know what happened? Not only did one or two come, but an entire flock. I'm talking the kind you see at certain times of the year, you know, like when they take over the sky, they come out of the field. A huge flock of birds flew by. Not only did they fly by, but they stayed with us the rest of the drive to the hospital. I mean, it still just makes me sit in awe to think about, even all these years later. And in that moment, even though I had no idea how I would navigate life without my friend. I knew he was okay. I knew that God understood my need and he showed up in a way I would never forget. My life was changing and don't get me wrong, there was a ripple effect of things after that in which I struggled to understand and get through. The change was hard and it didn't stop for several years. To this day, when it gets around the time of his death, my body does this thing that It's hard to explain. It's like it knows the anniversary, even when my mind doesn't pay attention. Usually a week or so before the date, I feel sad or emotional. I think, oh my goodness, there goes my hormones again. Really and truly, just last night I was in the shower and yes, I was tired and it had been a long day, but I became overwhelmingly emotional and sad. I felt a loss in my chest. It's so difficult to explain. And here we are. 26 years later and you would think that 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 pain would be gone you would think that after all the other traumas and losses I've been through this one would be covered up and I think of my childhood goodness I knew I was going to get emotional but I didn't think I'd be this much I'm so sorry but it was like a light bulb went off when I was in the shower and I realized the date at the time this episode will be published it will be the anniversary of his death well technically the day before and I still miss him and I am equally thankful for his time in my life and and I am grateful so very grateful 
that God saw me all those years ago and continues to give me peace each time I see a bird fly by. It is a remembrance to me from him that even when life changes and it, it's out of my control, it will be okay. Ironically enough, my son's name is actually a combination of Brandon's and that wasn't done on purpose, I, I promise. It wasn't until years after my son was born that someone asked if he was named after Brandon. Not only that, but my son loves soccer and competes as a gymnast. He has the tender heart of knowing when I need a bit of a gentle hug. Things that are so very much like Brandon. Things that I feel is a, a sweet nudge from the Lord that this life is exactly how it was to be. A reminder that I was always meant to be here in this moment with the family I have. A reminder that life is hard and we have choices to make when it comes to how we respond to them. The memory of Brandon is one that I will treasure as long as I can. And all the memories I have lost over the years, that is one that God has allowed me to keep. I will treasure it for the example it holds of true friendship. The reminder to love without fear of loss. And most of all, the proof that God is in the pain. He's in the confusion. He's in the anger. He's in the loneliness. He is there and he will show up in ways we never thought possible. I have this awful fear that I have never shared out loud until now. In the recognition of all the similarities that my son holds to Brandon, I have this fear as he gets closer to being 16, a fear of what if I lose him in the same way? See, I work as paramedic. I got into EMS because of Brandon's death. I just celebrated 19 years in this career. It's crazy. I have seen it all, and I know the worst case scenarios. I carry this ongoing fear of losing the ones I love. People, family, they thought I was irrational when I struggled with letting my son even ride with someone other than me. When you work in EMS and see the things we see on top of each person's personal life experiences, it changes how you see the world. It's hard to just let go. It's difficult to not be cynical. I don't want to work in this field anymore, honestly. I'm done. Not because I don't love my job of helping people. Not because I don't like the people I work with. But I want to be with my kids for as long as I can. Leading them to know the Lord. Teaching them how to live in a world that is broken. And helping them to lean into their own calling. Their own purpose. For however long that may be. I'm not letting my fear of something happening control my life, though. We can live in this state of fear and worry over all things political, controversial, or anything that is a current event. We have a choice. Because fear is not from the Lord, yet He is in the middle of it all, if we let Him. We are heading toward our eighth year of homeschooling this year. My son will be going into seventh grade, and my daughter will be going into third. Technically, for those who do not homeschool, I'm just letting you know those grades, because that's what you would want to know for a public school kid. In homeschool, we don't do grade levels. We just learn. So there you have it. But I'm letting you know so that you can kind of sort of get an idea of where we are. Anywho, I am now facing some decisions as to what the next round of homeschooling will look like for our family. I know we will keep some stuff that's been working really well, like our math. But I am reassessing what else we will continue and if we want to change anything. I have been praying to God to lead me in the direction we should go. I have had moments of worry because that's what I do 
every single year. No, really. Every year I have at least one time of panicked thinking like, am I totally failing? Or are they behind? Or did we make the wrong decision to homeschool? Seriously, I get annoyed at myself. So I can only imagine God watching and listening, thinking, how many times do I have to tell you that I've got you and it's going to be okay? The fact is, when you put God and family first, the world can fall apart around you and yet it will still be okay. When we don't let fear run our lives and we do the whole thing of love God, love people, then we are doing it right. Change is hard. At least it is for me. Yes, I work in a field where you have to deal with change and learn to adapt and overcome. Working full-time while homeschooling my kids is not easy, nor is it always pretty. Losing those we love, losing the good old days that we have lost since the pandemic, losing friends due to political and lifestyle choices, losing jobs, it all hurts. It's all hard. But you know what? Even when it doesn't feel like it's going to be okay, it's gonna be okay. The beauty of homeschooling is that it doesn't have to look like anyone else's family. We can change things overnight in an instant. We can sit at the table or learn in the car. We can call cooking a meal a part of our learning, or we can take part in an online class. It's funny. Change can be scary, but change can also be very liberating. I don't know exactly why I had to endure the loss of Brandon all those years ago. Sure, I can come up with reasons like it's what brought me to helping others through my EMS career. I can say it's because I learned what it meant to truly love someone and not let a day go by without people knowing that you care. Yes, there are little things that can be found along the way to try and make sense of the pain. But what it comes down to is that life will continue to happen. It will continue to change. In an instant, our world can be turned upside down. Sometimes change can be fun. Sometimes it can be scary. But it is inevitable either way. As the song says, to everything, turn, turn. There is a season, turn, turn, turn. Have you had something change recently that has you frozen, whether in fear or confusion? Do you feel like you're in a season where something needs to change? Maybe for your family or simply for you personally? Have you been praying for a sign? I'm not saying this is your sign, by the way. I knew that I wanted this episode to be the story of a friendship lost. I knew that I wanted to share about the birds being an answer to my prayer. I knew I wanted to let you know that it will be okay, whatever you're going through, whatever decision you're trying to make, whatever emotions you're feeling, it will be okay. For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. If you are doubting God right now, doubting that he is real, doubting that he cares, that he's listening, he can handle that. He loves you enough to stand with his hands stretched out, waiting for you to take a chance at change. He sees your pain. He sees your fear. There is nothing you can do to change his love for you and your family. I'm hoping this podcast finds those needing encouragement, support, and community. If that's you, you found a friend. If you know of someone who would enjoy being a part, I'd love for you to share it with them. I am planning to go into more talks about homeschooling in future episodes. So if you know someone wanting to homeschool or who needs some encouragement, send them my way. I hope you'll continue showing up as we find the good together. Remember, you are loved and I am glad you're here. See you next time. <laughs>